The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madare, your purveyor of this most definitive source of living your beautiful life. So today, we have a very interesting and wonderful guest. I'm excited to be speaking with my dear friend for a long time, Mr. Tony Alcindor. Tony and I go way back. I'm not going to say exactly how far we go back, but far enough to be considered very close friends. We've talked about everything from A to Z, art and politics, and so today I'm just going to give you a little taste of what it's like to be in his world. He will provide for us his perspective, a man's perspective on fashion, wellness, and beauty. So here we go. Hi, Tony. Hi, Shirley. How Hi. are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Wow, you're I'm giving great. me a radio voice Thank right now. Thank you for having me. I know I dropped a few <laughs> octaves, didn't I? It did. Okay, once I get more comfortable, I'm starting to go way up here. I know. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for, for agreeing me. to do this podcast to and to share your insight and personality and joy with us. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So... I had um, asked you to be a part of this podcast, and you came back with uh, several answers to questions that, unbeknownst to you, I had already written. So oh, You know how I am. Very thorough. Very, very, very thorough. Very thorough. Very thorough. Yeah. So tell me, in addition to being thorough, who are you? Who am I? Describe hmm. yourself. Tell us who you are. Okay, let's see. Uh, I guess after 13 years in New York, I'm a New Yorker. Yes. All right. That's almost as long as it's we've official. known each other. It's official. Um... LA 18 years, Toronto educated, born in London, uh, educated in fashion, and um, did that for 35 years, and then had a switch when I came back from living in China uh, to come and do PR here in New York, and that's what I was doing up until three years ago, and uh, life hit me and made me do a pivot. So um, we are doing a couple of other projects now, and... Um, Learn some lessons along the way when life throws you some, uh, some tough things, but just life in general. Yeah. You know, so I um, have my hands right now in uh, TV programming and a, actually a men's skincare line. Mm-hmm. We'll get yeah. to that a little later. Okay, so you mentioned London, LA, China, Toronto, New York City. Yes. So that's where you've been. Yes. Uh, where would you like to go? Uh, location-wise? Location-wise, figuratively, spiritually, Oh, there's a couple of places, going? you know, Tell after me. watching Crazy Rich Asians, I want to go to Singapore in a hurry, you know? So, <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, but I want to do it on their level. Yeah, you want to do it, on, do it on, yeah. on their level, you know what I'm saying? You want to do it on the crazy level. On the crazy rich Asian level. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes. maybe I'll find some of my people there. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't know if you know, my grandfather was from Hong Kong. Wait a minute. Did you do the 23andMe thing or the Ancestry.com You know thing? what? I don't ask me about that. I have some serious opinions about that okay. thing. I don't know who's actually doing all that testing and how oh. logical it is. And you know and where what that the, information is being stored. And not only that, but also, too, what is it doing to the people that get it back? Mm-hmm. If it's not what they thought or, you know, there's a lot of ramifications with that that I don't think that people are prepared for. Like I was yeah. speaking to somebody yesterday about um, some information that they found out that there it's a Caucasian man and he found out that his ancestors, right, are, are African. Black, are African. Wow. You know, so what do I'd you I'd be excited. Do, uh, well, right? I am You know, so what African. do you do Hello. with that? So my, my immediate reaction was, you know what, maybe they shouldn't do ancestry for everybody mm. because everybody's going to be black <laughs> and then I'll take care of racism. I don't know. <laughs> that's a very good point, Sometimes, though. I don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you can't be racist. You know, well, you could. If, if you that's who you are. If that's who you are. But you there know? is a lot of self-loathing out there, so I think it's there still is. possible. There really, no, really it's is. unfortunate. You know, so. Okay, well, you know, you touched upon something that I want to elaborate on. Um, you talked about things happening and technology and, mm-hmm. you know, 23andMe, Ancestry.com, and people not being prepared to really discover who they are. Mm-hmm. So let's, ex- let's, you know, take that a little bit broader. What do you think of the times in which we are currently living? Scary, mm. but also, uh, also too amazing at the same time. Yeah. I'm a true believer. I love this country. Um, you know, growing up in Canada. Are you a dreamer? Uh, uh, yes, but also to a realist and an optimist, yeah. you know, um, but, you know, growing up in Canada, you see the United States as the land of milk and honey and you can be anything and, you milk know, milk and honey and brown sugar and brown sugar, okay. brown sugar, baby. Right. So, you know, in theory, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, your, your, your name, your class, you know, does not denote where you go in the United States. If you work hard, you get to where you go. And yes. I still believe that, yes. um, even with everything else that's going on. Um, but I love and hate what's happening at the same time, but I really respect that we are living in history. It's history making time. Um, and any civilization, you know, there's always growing pains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the United States is not immune, you know. So um, you see things that are going on. Sometimes I spend a lot of time thinking, and I'm wondering, oh, maybe I should get out more often. Maybe I'm thinking too much. <laughs> but then you get a confirmation from somebody, you know, that uh, you really admire, whether they're an inspirational speaker mm-hmm. or you speak to another friend and they are actually mirroring what you were thinking about. Yeah. So, you you know, um, it's a really interesting and fascinating time. Um, scary in the sense of social media and its dangers. Um, joyful in the same time that things are out in the open, mm. you know, and, um, you know, although our current government uh, that's in we right will now. not discuss politics. No, no, no. But I will say, that, you know what, though, um, we did need to blow the lid off a lot of things yeah. because unfortunately they were swept under the rug. Yes. And at least you know what you're dealing with now. Right. You know, so yes, it's painful. Yes, it's out there, but it didn't just happen overnight. It's always been there. It was, so, you know, it's, it's a hard time, but it's a good time. And yeah. I believe that this country uh, will find its way because there's no other place like it in the world. Agreed with you on that 100%. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I'm loving your answers is because your answers are informing more questions for me. Oh, it's rolling into the next, into the next, into the next. That's excellent segues. (laughs) So let's talk about social media. You mentioned evils Mm. of social media, Mm -hmm. but you also mentioned that it's social. So what exactly is your take on social media? And if there were to a way, if there were a way to improve it, how would you do so? Um, I don't really know about, you know, I don't know if there's a way to improve it. I think that um, 
Um, when it first came out, how many years ago? I remember, you know, you know, it was all about, you know, you have to get on this thing. And first of all, I don't like the idea that it's called social media because it's not social in the sense of really what the word means, you know what I'm saying? So you're not actually socializing, you know? So I think that's a false term that people are, you know, got sucked into. Um, I think that there are great things because it's a platform for freedom of speech. By the same token, of course, with every technology, there's also the ramifications of it being a place to spew venom. So are you saying that in with your freedom comes a responsibility? Without a doubt. I do believe so. Um, and unfortunately, you know, people's idea of what their responsibility is, it's really quite wide. Right. So where my levels are is not for somebody else. Um, I think it's up to the individual to edit mm. uh, what they see and what they take in because I do know that algorithms on Instagram, for instance, perpetuate only what you see. So I try to step outside of my box and see something else and take on another opinion. Um, but you need to put down your phone. You really do. You know, you need to disconnect from these things. Um, I was saying many, many years ago, and I see more so now than ever before, lots of people are saying, put your phone down yeah. and actually socialize with people. And so what I see out there with social media, you know, and all the other social media platforms is uh, people are not connected. In their quest to connect, they're disconnected, right? Um, where I live, for example, in an apartment building, uh, you used to say 10 years ago, good morning to the people you saw in the elevator, mm -hmm. right? You know, you would engage in some sort of conversation with your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Now, God forbid I say good morning to somebody, they look frightened, they look scared, what do you want? You know, so I start to think about these things, you know, well, dating, for instance, now. Uh, it's had its ramifications because people don't talk. They don't meet their neighbors, they don't talk to the people at work, they go, go to a coffee shop, they're in their phone, and they wonder why they're alone. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's lots of things that, you know, people think that are so what they are yeah. that are and not. There's a not. lot of back ramifications to these things. You know, we're seeing them now more than ever, you know. So, um, for instance, I don't watch, I don't watch the news. Uh, I don't watch the news. BBC? No, right? A um, couple of reasons. They're less, right? they're less fake news or more um, fake news? Whether it's fake or it's not, I mean, you know, sooner or why I don't watch the news is not because I'm not interested in what's going on globally. What happens is that at some point during the course of my day, somebody will give me the news. That's true. Right? So that's therefore, true. for me, that's my way of managing it because unfortunately for me with the news, it is mostly doom and gloom and sadness and stress and you know it's all the exploitation or actually it's global misery there's something terrible going on somewhere, somewhere. and so it upsets me it upsets yeah. my whole being you know yeah. what i'm saying and then i take it and i talk about it to somebody else yeah. and i talk about it and i'm in and the state perpetuate and i perpetuate it so i'm yeah. in the state of this flux angst. anxiety yeah. Yeah. angst and so i decided not to watch the news just as a case study i always yeah. do case studies with myself uh yeah all the time i've got a plenty of, yeah i've got plenty of beauty case studies if you want to be my you know, patient <laughs> volunteer i'm happy to have you in my office anytime <laughs> and so i you know sort of decided not to watch the news and see if i would be connected mm. globally or not and actually i was connected by not watching the by news. By not watching the news because of the people that I were interacting mm. with. They were giving me the news. Yeah. They were informing me of news. But on the other end, of, by doing that, we were having engagement, which mm. was not social media. But you are an innately social person. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we go out and we have lunch or dinner. We right. invariably attract different people and talk to, you know, different people. And it becomes quite a kiki. And it I, I think really it's fun. also, too, because, you know, what we talk about is everything from... True. Everything. Yeah, from and anything that to that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> from this to that and the exactly, other. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, nothing is off topic. But this is true. This is something that we couldn't do mm. on Skype. 
Yes. Or on FaceTime. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there like, was something missing when technology intervenes. And for me, what I find like I can do another case study is that when you go out and you actually engage with somebody, it's almost like they've been starved for that mm. just to say hello for the like attention you, or for the com- for human the contact, the human you contact. Know? so I can go out with some friends and I'll just turn around behind me and I'll just say hello randomly randomly to that person mm. behind me how are you having a great evening you look fantastic I remember speaking to this one girl she said nobody's told me how good I've looked and I can't tell you how long. So, so did she truly look great? She looks fantastic. Okay. You know what I'm fantastic. saying? So she's yeah. great. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, it's I see these things and it's just like, you know, nobody's saying and talking to anybody, mm. you know, which is kind of scary because we are social beings, you know? So Social beings. That's just my take on it. I like your take on it. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not as connected as we should be. Okay. But yes. that's why we're going to be going... Um, uh, and this was a thought that I had for many years. Yes. And now I've seen things like Match.com, for instance. Yes. They're now having pop-up events. So pop-up. Like so it started online. In real time. Real, exactly. So real it started places. online. Four hundred questions is going to decide whether you're a match. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know what? You can have four hundred questions, and then when you meet the person, you've said everything. Oh, your favorite color was blue. Oh, you told me that last month. Oh, right. you like coffee? Or you like... answer that in the questionnaire. Exactly. So what do you do? Well, should we just? Fuck now? Nope. Like you know I'm saying? Sorry. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you Sorry, can. That's little, great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yes. that's where you've left. There's nothing else to talk about. At least initially. And yeah. so what ends up happening now is that match. I don't believe that I've ever heard of one story where somebody's met online mm. and they have proposed marriage without meeting. It's very right? interesting because yeah. I know about seven people who met online and now they're married. Well, no, they still had to meet in advance yes, yes, of to course. see if there was that X factor of that course. binds people, but the they X just factor. can't do it yeah. strictly from that, yeah. you know? And yeah. so these social media platforms and things that I'm observing and watching, you know, um, are actually getting, going to brick and mortar, mm. going back to being social and engaging. Back to being real. Real. Yeah. Exactly. And getting back to a place where actually mm-hmm. pheromones can sort of start percolating Absolutely. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, you know, kind of leads me to this thing that I see, you know, as I spent, you know, what was it, two and a half years developing the men's skincare yes. collection yes. and, um, you know, sort of pivoting and seeing, you know, what are up, men up against, you know, and then listening to the things like Me Too and, you know, the thing, you know, and, you know, I have many friends, you know, um, guy friends who are so completely, number one, confused now of what to do, but then coupled with also too, men are now uh, um, as much judged by their appearance as women. Well, welcome to the club. Hey, okay. hey, hey. Okay, I, want, I, want, I actually want to talk you know? a lot more about this and you and your male friends mm. and, and, the, and, and your perspective, right. okay? So are there, I'm sure you have your opinions and I'd like to mm. hear about them. So I'm going to ask you, not only about yourself, but what you and your male friends have been discussing. Is there a specific male perspective on the following things? And you can take them one at a time. Okay. Fashion, wellness. I read an article the other day that men are finally getting into wellness. So is there a specifically male perspective on fashion, wellness, beauty? And you mentioned that Mm. finally men are (laughs) Mm -hmm. being judged on how they look. Okay, let's go one at a time because I'm going to forget. Okay, so, so let's do fashion first. Male, specific male perspective on fashion. Not just men's fashion, but how women are doing fashion. Um, well, for, okay, fashion is a huge market right now for yes. men. Everybody want, you know, wants to be fashionable in appearance. I think that um, uh, with the guys that I talk to, it's too much pressure. They don't want to know that much. They don't want to be an expert. You know what I'm saying? They still 
want to be, well, they associate to ideally a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They want to be a man. They don't want to wear a skirt. You know what I'm saying? There is the <laughs> man that men, wants yes. to wear the skirt. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And in a lot of cultures, that is part of their their, their, their their apparel. Right. right. But, you know, the friends that I know, they don't want to become an expert. They want to look neat and presentable. Right. Yes, and professional. And, and, and professional and yeah. all those and other things. And comfortable and casual. Exactly. And, all, and, and they're not following trends. They're not getting their colors done. Yeah. They are not, you know, getting reading. styled. They're not getting styled. You know what I'm saying? They're very much still, you know, let's uh, put it in a box and send it to me and I'll wear it kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Right. They might be a little bit more, um, at least the group of friends that I have, aware of the difference between, you know, a chino and, you know, dress pen and what have you, but they don't want to become experts okay. at it. Yeah. They don't want to obsess over it. Yeah, exactly. And okay. which leads right into the same thing with the Ariza and Wellness. Wellness, guys associate wellness with fitness, ah, you know, okay. so that's, you know, the idea of wellness you know, is kind of almost too vacuous. Woo -woo. Yeah, woo woo for them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what else? What does that mean? And so they associate that <laughs> Are with, you well? yeah, with fitness, you I know, see. So physical, fitness. physical fitness, Not necessarily you know, emotional, right. psychological, exactly. Spiritual. And, you know, a lot of times they're motivated because of Instagram and seeing mm. what the Instagram people look like or yeah. dating, yeah. putting up a profile and maybe they have to put a body shot, mm. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, in order, because somebody said, well, you've got to do a fascia, you got to do a good body shot, you got to do an outdoor shot. Like it's just like all yeah. these rules and regulations. So yeah. they need their body to look yeah. A certain way, so they associate their fitness, I guess, with wellness is what you're asking. Got it. Yes. Um, as far as beauty, beauty. First, first of all, I hate that word male beauty. Right. Right. I think beauty it's, is beauty. It's exactly, but also non-gender specific. For me, when I was developing um, my men's line. Mm -hmm. uh, the people that I was putting in front of to get their opinion. Yeah. Their back went up. The guys, their back went up because mm. it felt feminine, ah. right? So yes, there's all this gender blurring and fluidity and all this stuff. And God bless, and it's a wonderful world. And everybody has the yes. right to do what they want to do. Yes. But at the core, for the men that I'm speaking to in my age uh, demographic and younger, it's still a hard association, right? What they decide. Meaning what the it, word beauty. Exactly, and mm -hmm. what it means to be a man and what is masculine. I see. You know so what I'm saying? So the word beauty for them is still polarizing and feminine. Very much so. Okay. Very, very much so. Okay. You know, so and um, and handsome so, doesn't quite have the same cachet or um, I said, you know, exactly. weight it, it, as exactly, beauty. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Nobody you know? says you are handsome-ly-ish, but people say, wow, that's beautiful. Or, right, You're beautiful. exactly. So it, it's right. more emotive. Exactly, okay. exactly. And there you isn't know? the same word for um, men's beauty, to use a term. You know, <laughs> you know um, for me, um, what I decided to use is in all of my materials is to stay away from the word beauty. To, mm. You know, it's skincare. It's, um, it's uh, you know, you have to use words like, you know, it's confidence, you know, yeah. it's male, yeah. you know. Um, but I also, too, by the same token, didn't want to put myself in a box so that it's so male-centric. Right. Because, you know, by the same token, I'm sensitive to what's going on in the of world course. today, you know. And, you know, unfortunately right now, you know, a lot of men are kind of being beat down. They don't know what to do uh, anymore in terms of... Just talk to a woman to get the answers. You know what? They don't even know how to get what? to that place. Is this a course? Is this because a webinar a, or a seminar that we it, need to have? I don't know. To I think it might be today? because you know what? Like doing another case study, going yeah. out, right? You know? <laughs> yes. And usually people are in a group. Okay. A happy yeah. hour. Yeah. Great. You see somebody, you know, across the room. You'd like to go and meet them. You yes. know, maybe the other person has give, given you enough of an indicator. Right, or to signals, go over, whatever, right? yes. But it's not just you walking over to meet them. It's you walking over to meet their whole crew. <laughs> Entourage. And somebody in that crew is going to have something to, to say. to give you side eye. Side eye. 
based on their experience. So and based on their perspe- perception ex- of you. Not even perception of me, perception of themselves and where they mm, are. So they're projecting. Yeah, they're projecting. So for instance, you know, they may have gotten out of a bad relationship. They may have had a bad experience. They may be super opinionated. They may want that person for themselves, whatever, mm. whatever. And they're going to... Malign. That's a good word. I was going to say flip it on its ass. Okay, right? flip it on its you ass know? equals so the So you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's too hard. It's mm. too hard for the guy to walk over. Okay. And especially now, so even more with Me Too and, you know, what is considered inappropriate or appropriate behavior and blah, 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 blah. You know, the people that I'm speaking to, they are kind of stuck. So they're feeling paralyzed, paralyzed. by what is considered normal appropriate exactly you know mm-hmm. and um for me with the skincare you know how i wanted to approach it in terms of getting it out there it hasn't launched yet probably by the end of this year is to do something for instance in sephora where the skincare although it's great i must say it took a lot of time to get this thing done right the way to in, uh, to sell it is mm. the engagement of having panels discussions so mm. in sephora for instance you would have a man and a woman yes. and men and women come to invite and they would talk like how we're talking, so that you can bridge the gaps, right? You know, so that it's not really about the skincare anymore. It's about engagement with one another. It's about life. It's about life. Thank you. At the end of the day, what else is it about? So you answered the fourth male-specific question yeah. was dating. I know you just did yeah. it already. Unbelievable. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit sure. somewhat related. Um, many times in the past when um, I would call you or you would call me, I would say hello, you would say hello. <laughs> and then the very next thing out of your mouth was, hey, Cheryl. How you doing? I'm great, Tony. How are you? What are you wearing? So there was a time when you were in fashion and you did fashion really well that you were very fashion centric. Mm. It was just like, how are you is eh, secondary to what are you wearing? Mm -hmm. So on that note, let's talk a little bit more about fashion and your fashion career. Right. So So you've had a long career in fashion. Very long career in fashion. What did fashion, first of all, what do you think of fashion today? Is it still creative? And secondly, what did fashion teach you? Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Was in, have been, was in the fashion industry for over 35 years, 35 years. Um, as a designer for many years of men's, women's, children's clothing. Um, it taught me a lot. I was never really a fashion designer, uh, in the sense of like, you know, the super couture person. I made great clothing for people to feel their best in. Um, when I was in school, we took a, a, a course called uh, The Psychology of Dress. Oh, I love that. And it stuck with me for, mi- actually until this day, the power of clothing and the messages that we're sending. Um, even when we think that we're not sending a message, right, it, we are. Um, in our not thinking that we're dressing for anybody but ourselves, we are sending a message to other people, right, yes. you know? And that it's a message form of communication. Is, exactly, a very strong form of communication, yeah. right, you know? And even more so, if you bring it back to social media, yes. right, it's visual. Totally. It's the first thing, you know, that's all you have before you open your mouth, right? right? You're sending off a lot of messages. Yeah. And in today's world, that can determine whether you get a job or not get a job or get a date or get a raise. And so that's the one thing that I've been cognizant of is uh, always the power of fashion. I would, for myself, Yes. I would, if I had a big meeting, I would put on a certain suit. It was my armor for the day. I believe that was Tom Ford. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Although I have to tell you, I have recently, because I am not uh, finding my validation Uh any longer in those things, although I still love them. Yes. I have become really good at thrift store shopping. Oh my God, you have great thrift shopping. You have actually a really good idea for a thrift shop. 
sort of makeover redo. Yeah, exactly. You know, so and it's actually it's funny because I started doing it a few years ago, and now actually there's a big push now of recycling clothing. It doesn't have that stigma attached anymore. So um, you know, um, so fashion today is interesting. It's it's I no longer am in the fashion industry. Yes. Um, I felt that I did everything that I could from a design perspective and then a PR marketing perspective. Yes. Um, it was changing rapidly. Is the it lines still creative? Were, uh, it is, except those people that are highly creative, the ones that are pushing the envelope, you know, there used to be a trickle-down theory. It started up here with couture and then it worked its way down yes. to the masses and whatever. The lines got blurred, but I think it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Initially, I, I was not feeling it yes. um, because I always felt that, you know, this sense of high fashion or yeah. the guard that was at the top, yeah. the gatekeepers then, you know, they had a craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you, you can be a merchandiser or you can be a collaborator or you can be a great... Instagram person and next thing you know you're heading up a huge fashion company so my initial thing was to push back and now I understand wait a second that is actually in essence this the ebb and flow yes and this is what fashion is Mm -hmm. and so this is going through a time that may not work for me but it's what's necessary right you know and the true creative forces you know the real design I shouldn't say real designers the fashion designer not Mm -hmm. the creative director right will re-emerge again when the time is right Right. So how I shop and where I spend my money is really uh, not on that anymore. And it's not my validation because I represent that. To me, fashion represents something different. Yes. You know, yes. so. I like that. And I, I hope that answers like, your question. I, yes, am, I staying on, am I staying on, on question or I'm just rambling? Oh, no, we kind of do a little bit of both. I'm rambling both? also. I'm going okay. all over the place. Okay. This is perfect because this is spontaneous. Right. And spontaneous creates beauty. Spontaneity creates beauty. Okay, so we're shifting a little bit sure. now um, to more about yourself. So... What do you secretly love about yourself? One s- thing. I know there are th- millions. One, T-Man. You if know you what? can. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I, actually, I can do this because there's been a lot of sort of, what's that? When you look inside self. Introspection. Thank you very much, um, which I believe is very necessary for Indeed. anybody today. Yes. Um, the one thing that I'm liking the most is the energy that I radiate. And that means that I'm doing my work. That means that I'm taking the time to reflect, Mm -hmm. look inside, change my priorities. Um, I'm learning also, too, that it's really important, and I believe this is for everybody, to check in with yourself. You know, and what I mean by that is that you need to sort of take a moment of quiet and ask yourself some tough questions. Before you get loud. Before you get loud. But sometimes we get on sort of the hamster wheel of life mm-hmm. and it just keeps on going. Yeah. And we don't understand that every day the decisions that we make have a profound change in our direction and where yeah. it goes. And on other people. Exactly. And yeah. so what I've been learning to do is to ta- stop, take a breath and check in with myself yeah. and make sure that I'm on my course, yeah. on my path. Right. And I don't, don't I mean to sound very woo-woo, <laughs> guru and spiritual, but it's really, really important. And so I know that it's working because people say, they, I love your energy. Okay. You know, so. I love your energy, team. Thank you. So complete the sentence with energy. Oh. I am. <clears throat> I am happy. Ding, 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 ding. We like Not that. Not constantly. Okay. Hey, I said right. one word. <laughs> okay. No semicolons right, in that right, answer. Right, 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 right. You are happy. Mm. I accept that and I acknowledge it. And what are some of the biggest things you've learned in life so far about life and about yourself? Uh, we have uh, more control than we think. Mm. 
What else? And what about yourself? What have you learned, most significant thing you've learned about yourself through your past trials and tribulations? That and nobody can hurt me like I can hurt myself. Life is, coming at us. life is coming at us no matter what. I don't care who you are, what money you have, where you live, whatever, whatever. Life is coming, whether that be death, heartbreak, um, disease, somebody in your circle, and it's coming for you. Um, so once you realize that, you know, that life is not perfect, it allows you to take a breath and embrace what you have right now, you know, so because nobody's immune from what's coming at us. So if you can strive to be as happy as possible yes. or find joy or find gratitude in everything that you yeah. do, that when life hits you, you won't, fall, you, won't, well, you won't fall to despair. So say, for instance, I mean, I know this is a podcast and not TV and you can't see. Zero is despair, suicide, destruction, life is over, I want out. Ten is bliss, happiness, Laughing all the time. Okay, you can't function down at zero and you can't function no. at 10, right? Most people are functioning barely at a three. So when life hits them with the stuff that's coming, they drop to a zero, mm. which makes it really hard to climb it's out of. But if you can find and get yourself to a seven or an eight. And right? that's your responsibility. And that's your responsibility every yes. day and where you find your joy. And it's yeah. not in things, right. actually, which I've learned because I had a lot of things. <laughs> yes. turned out it didn't mean anything, whether it's a meal or a conversation with right. a friend. If you can start to elevate yourself to an eight or a nine by yeah. finding joy in the small things, yeah. in silence, in a meal, in, the, in, in a bed to sleep in, yeah. right? When the world hits you with what it has, you right? Don't you don't drop. drop to despair. You drop to a five. And from that place, you can find retrospection mm. in how to handle it yeah. and get through it. You know? Yeah. So you're at a seven, I dare say. You are at operating up between a seven and a nine. I try to. Okay. So what are you most grateful for in your seven to nine zone? Uh, Is that a new podcast? Seven to the seven, the to, seven nine to nine zone. zone. What am I most I'm kind of liking for? that. Yeah. Um, gosh, every day it's the littlest things. I spend a lot of time by myself in my home because um, I'm working for myself as yes. an entrepreneur. So and you're grateful for solitude, you said, or just I alone am, time? I am grateful for solitude. But not in the sense, because solitude can be viewed as a, as a negative thing. I'm grateful for the quiet. It allows all the stuff to come to the surface. You know, I was, um, when I was learning about skincare, I went down the rabbit hole of Google. You know, Google, every Google, everything. And I realized <laughs> also, too, that you have to stop and pull back and put what you've learned into effect. And to take, to trust in yourself, right, your authentic goal. You know what I'm saying? And that only comes to the surface when you're quiet, you know? It really, so I've learned not to run out of my house because it was too quiet. I've learned to really enjoy that solitude and find it useful. We are going to go back just a little bit. How far back are you going? We're going back just a little bit um, to fashion. So a pick to this. I'm going to try to make fashion like esoteric and philosophical. Okay. So a pick to this. A pick to this. It was a Greek philosopher, right? And he said, quote, Know first who you are and then adorn yourself accordingly. Mm. What does that mean to you? That means that you're dressing for yourself, not based on trend, not based on society, not based on anything but yourself. You see, the Greek philosopher Epictetus was fashionable. Well, you know, exactly. You see that? And how, how old is that saying? See, everything <laughs> oh, old. I don't know, BCAC. Yeah, exactly. Everything <laughs> old is new again. Oh, you know? Hey. You know? So. <laughs> okay, another philosopher, but a modern day philosopher, Jay-Z. Yeah. He stated... Quote, I may not do this quite like Jay-Z does it, but I'm going to try. Remind yourself, nobody built like you. You design yourself. End quote. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. So how did you design Your version yourself? of Jay-Z was priceless. 
I wish we could have that on camera. Jay-Z, please feel free to comment on okay. my commentary. So I have forgotten what the question was because of that. Go on, tell me again. I'm going to remind you, Jay-Z stated yes. now in normal tone, no falsettos, remind yourself, nobody built like you, you design yourself. So yeah. what exactly? How did you design yourself? Um, once I stopped comparing, but it took me a long time. It took me a long time, you know, I'm, you know, not some superhuman from another place, I'm guilty as anybody else of, of, you know, comparing and wanting and not living in the moment and wishing I had this and wish I had that. If only I had that, then I'd be happy. And if only I had that job, I'd be happy. And it's just like, you know what? It was a fruitless endeavor, but I didn't know that. And I was stuck on the wheel. And so I was chasing something. And so, um, you know, it's one of the things that I feel that, you know, uh, if you, are not chasing anything, if you're not chasing the latest Gucci, if you're not chasing the latest whatever it happens to be, and your happiness is not based in that latest whatever, then if it was to stop coming, if you were to lose your job, if you were to not be able to have that anymore, your happiness would not be taken away. Not everybody is ready for that. Not everyone no. thinks that way. Not everyone is there. I think mm. that um, is one of those lessons along the journey of life that everyone gets to if they get to it sure. at different, different sure. times. And it's not to say that we don't like nice things or don't aspire. I mean, yeah. you know, it is somehow how we gauge where we are in life by, you know, the car we drive, where we right. live and what have you, right? right? But you have to put it in perspective that it's not defining you, you know? And um, it's not that I don't want to get beautiful things and what have you, yes. but they don't, they don't decide who I am anymore, which they did before, you know? Like I took it a walk years ago, you know, I was working 60, 70 hours a week, you know, and, you know, with one day off, you know, and that one day off, you know, I remember this one day, I ended up in front of Bertolt Goodman. I had no idea how I got there. Uh. And I was like, oh, I'll just pop you were in. Programmed to walk I was, directly I would just to in, You know, and you know, get some get just some pop in. get some affirmation and some um, some praise from the salespeople while yeah. dropping thousand dollars on a t-shirt. Right. You know? Right. And only to wear the t-shirt once because thanks to social media, couldn't wear it again. Well, unless the t-shirt said I am, and that's it. Right, that's it. You know, so so but that's the, the you know yeah, the place that's where your I, progression. That that's your that's journey. my progression right now. Yeah. Okay. So last two questions. The second to last one is called a fast five. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of options, two choices, and you're just going to say immediately what comes to your mind. Don't even think about it. Okay, just say immediately what comes to your mind. So the first one, beard or bear? <laughs> beard. <laughs> 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 what kind of question is I, that? Listen, I just make is this not? Up. A, I thought this is a, like a men's podcast. Okay, you know, right. it depends beard? on your preference. No, your answer. Oh, my answer. Your for answer me personally. For you personally. <sighs> I said, don't think about it. The first thing that comes to your beard. mind, beard. Okay, yeah. you're well, you, beard. Well, you don't even know why I said beard. beard, and it's like if, I'm saying beard because <laughs> I couldn't grow. <laughs> Well, because also, too, I couldn't grow a full beard earlier in life, and finally it grew in, so here we are. You know what I'm saying? Which I found out, actually, is a lot of guys' problems. They well, like they to grow... They can't grow a beard? Well, they can't grow in a full beard. It's, 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 it's patchy, it's spotty. So what the, are you going to do about well, it? Well, no, listen to this thing. So all of a sudden, men now are like, you know, you go rock a beard. You know, <laughs> you're, a real man if you, you're a real man if you can rock a beard. And you, the poor guys who are sitting there who can't rock a beard are like, oh, I guess I'm not as manly. So it's like, what? Okay. Yeah. So there so are options op out there for those options. of you who cannot, yes. you know, grow a beard. Go there, on. There are solutions, there are lotions. There are potions, there are injections. Come to my office, call me. You know, there's all sorts of things. So mm. there are solutions. Okay, next one. Tux or seersucker? Depends on where o you're going. OMG. You <laughs> cannot <laughs> ask me these questions. I, Everybody I answers I need, these questions. You don't need any more material. 
I do. I need to know where am I going? Is it fall, winter? Is it black? Like, where am I going? I'm not going to wear a seersucker suit if I'm going to a wedding in Miami. think about how each suit makes you feel, regardless of where you're going. And what makes you feel most like Epictetus, the Greek philosopher said, makes you feel like yourself. And, you and really want to know? Lately, do you want to know what I'm wearing every day at home I when I work? I want to know. So tux or even though, Even though I'm at home and I'm working from my desk and there's yeah. nobody there. You're I'm wearing mu- a tux. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I have to be dressed. See? I have to have shoes. I have to have shoes on, and I think that's a really good thing if you're an okay. entrepreneur is yeah. to make sure that you get dressed. Yes. Right? It does something to how you deliver your work and whatever. Okay. But for me, who used to be fashion guy, and yes. here it comes, I wear every day in my house yeah. Crocs. Next I know. One. Shocking. I know Maserati you're dying. or Porsche? Oh my god. Neither. Oh fine. Jesus, that's not one of Lambo. the options. Lambo. Okay. Lambo. Ah, <laughs> A Lamborghini. I knew I was going to bring it up. Okay, Lambo in the house. Okay, fourth one, red or white? Red. Okay, we got that one. New York City or LA? Both. Doggone it. Last question. The next five. What are your top five recommendations for living a most beautiful life? Ah, okay. I'd say number one, uh, don't write. LOL. Actually, laugh out loud. <laughs> okay. Right? Not enough people are laughing out loud. Okay. I don't Embody pre- what you mean? Huh? Embody what you mean? Embody what you mean. Okay. Um, sleep. Right? Uh, make a bed that uh, you are happy to crawl into because your sleep is rejuvenating. It, is, it allows your mind to rest. It's, sleep is a beautiful thing, you know, and it keeps you youthful looking. I love um, sleep. Let's see what else. Oh, um... Third. To not take everything personally, to take a breath, to take a breath, to manage your emotions. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, you can prevent a lot of um, sadness and madness if you just took a breath. Well, they say happiness is a choice. There you go. Right. How many is that? That's three? Yes, number four. Uh, health, both physical and mental, right? Super important. Super, super important. They, they, they go together. You can have external physical health, but if your mental health is not there, especially with all the stresses going on in the world, right, you something's are off. Use, something's off and you're useless to the world. And last one is um, to live in gratitude. Well, on that note of gratitude, I am grateful to have you here as my guest today. Thank you, thank you, thank this you, Tony. To, I can I come back? Yes. I want to come back. I have a lot more to say. I know you have a lot more to you say. Know, we can do a part two. We can do a part two, two where we can just focus you know like on men's... Skincare and the regime and the pressures that they're feeling today. You Your know? part two podcast is going to be called the seven to nine zone. I like that. I know you do. I like it too. I made okay. it up. I think it's Count fantastic. Count, counted. Thanks, Annie. T-Man, thank you so very much My for pleasure. joining me, for your time, for your presence. Aww. And thank all of you listeners to the Forever Fab podcast. As always, stay beautiful and fabulous inside and out. Until next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.